0: Hey, Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess, with the mostest, Queen Star, a.k.a. Miss Hip Hop. And we're here discussing the powerful Creative Buzz documentary film, This Ain't Normal. A shot in the inner city of Boston, focusing on the youth and violence of several affiliated gang members and their overall perspectives of the street life. So, here with us today, we have my guest, director, Rudy Hibbolite, co-producer, Dennis Wilson, and music composer, Malik Williams. Now, that ain't normal. This ain't normal. Documentary takes us into the mind of Boston's inner city youth with a deep magnifying glass as you step into what I like to call another world. So fellas, I humbly welcome you to the interview. And here. At Speak Your Mind, we start off each and every interview with an iceberg of questions. So let's get started, shall we? Thank Rudy, you so
1: much. Sounds good. You're Thanks welcome. for having us.
0: For sure. Rudy, um, how do you capture the thoughts and the views of others through your cinematography?
2: I think what we try to do is, first of all, go in and I try to get to know the people uh, involved. And uh, without cameras, without anything, so myself and coach will go in and get to know the people and get a sense of, you know, what the stories might be. And I say, you know, essentially embed ourselves with them. And I think that's how we're able to get a good picture as to what we're trying to portray, the subjects, listening to them. And then once we come back in with cameras, we know specifically who we want to speak with and the type of questions we want to ask and the, the, you know, the things that we think are important to them that they want to talk about. So that's it in a nutshell, I think.
0: Beautiful answer. Um, Dennis, a.k.a. Coach, <laughs> describe your definition of what it means to be a legend.
3: First of all, you can't be talking about me, so. <laughs> you must be talking about the uh, music composer extraordinaire, Malik Williams, or Mr. Amazing, Magic Hippolyt, uh, the man that makes it all happen with a computer in, in film. But, um, I mean, thank you, uh, uh, Queen Style, for the compliment. And, um, you, you know, when you do love what you do, and you're committed and passionate a bit about what you do, like you are uh, into the realm and and, and uh, what you do. Uh, and I'm sure you love what you do and do well at what you do. Um, you know, spring, like I said, the message and the word, you know, through the airwaves. And uh, you know, I just love working with young people. I love working with people. Um, I thank God has given me the gift to be able to, you know, inspire, motivate, and communicate with with people. Um, you know, I coming from Roxbury, with, you know, and having to dealt with so many obstacles and negative forces, I've I've kind of that's kind of molded me to want to help other young men and young ladies and, and young brothers and sisters to not fall in those pitfalls. You know, uh, that 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 the system in the, the racist, systematic institution of racism has set up for folks like that look like you and I. Right. So that's my thing, just trying to you know touch their lives. Uh, you know give them survival skills you know to let them know it's a jungle out there and the double standard that exists in america you don't get a second chance to give a first impression all those things that arm them you know arm them with education arm them with with that self-esteem self-confidence arm them with the ability to to to, to overcome all the setbacks and obstacles that they put in front of us and also to to know that they can be somebody that they are somebody that God has gifted us always with a special gift yeah. that they just got to find it and, and take advantage of it and don't let anybody stop them from being who they want to be and who they are
0: Wow, what a great answer uh, I concur <laughs> Um Okay, so Malik why is music important in film?
1: Yes Um, music can tell the story. Um, sometimes music is the story of, of what's going on. So for myself, um, as a songwriter and as a musician, I kind of gravitated towards that, um, from back being in bands and things like that. When I got into film and TV, it was just something that naturally, um, I was, I, I guess it kind of came as a, like a natural way for me to express what I was doing mus- musically. So, um, back again years ago when I first started it started out by somebody wanting to um, write a song or wanted me to produce a song for them and they'd have a poem but not have any music to go with it so it's kind of simply you know if you're able to read something and comprehend something a certain way I found I and I learned this like early on where I was able to kind of read their words and I could tell whether or not the music was fast or slow or happy or sad um, you know that kind of thing so I kind of started you know, having fun with it and then realizing that it was something that definitely was a, a, a big factor with film um, and dealing with sound design and all these other things that actually dictate the emotion of a film. So um, that's, again, even with This Ain't Normal, with the, the content that's in this particular film kind of dictates what you're listening to. Um, and it also goes back to like watching any kind of film where, You know, if it's a horror scene, you hear the music. If it's, you know, a comedy, you can kind of hear the music, kind of dictates what's going on there. So um, that's, for me, that's super important with telling a story. And that's what I try to do.
0: I agree with you. Uh, It's super important to set the tone of anything that you do. So kudos to you for that answer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Okay, so Dennis, Introduce yourself to everyone and tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, and how producing became a big part of your life.
3: Well, um, again, uh, Dennis Wilson, uh, very proud to say I'm born and raised in Roxbury, Massachusetts, which, again, is the Black community and the Mecca and hub of, of, of uh, uh, Black Boston, um, similar to what Harlem means to New York City And um, you know Of course like so many stories uh, uh, Growing up in the inner city You know grew, grew up poor and, and just a hardworking mother Seamstress uh, You know worked out a lot of odd jobs Unfortunately I lost at the age of 18 To Lou Gehrig's disease ALS And you know a very tough father Who of course um, also a hard working Individual But not the best role model and father You know um, that but he taught me how to be the father that <laughs> that not to be and the father to be when I became a father. And I'll leave that with that. And, um, you know, growing up in Bay again was a beautiful thing, oh. you know, so much love and family and, 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 and community and, uh, attended Boston English high school, which was an all boys school. Uh, one of the top three schools in Boston and, and had a hell of an experience there. Um, you know, uh, I and then attended Delaware State College, which is now Delaware State University. Uh, basketball and and, and uh, football and track, uh, I participated in those. Um, and then, of course, I uh, had bad experience with teachers, Queen uh, Star, uh, <laughs> growing up because only having one black uh, teacher in my whole, you know, twelve years of schooling in Boston. And
0: wow, a
3: very. Uh, of and, 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 and segregated city. But I had one white teacher that was was a, a great guy that warned me about the other evil racist teachers that were setting me up and and so I were forever grateful. Uh so I then uh thought I was gonna be a lawyer, thought I was oh. gonna be a businessman. Uh that didn't work out. <laughs> uh I could I'm not a math person and then I didn't want to go to school for seven years, but I ended up going to school for seven years obtaining my B.S. in in secondary education, as well as my master's in uh, administration education. Um, So not thinking that I may want to be a principal headmaster, but my love and and God steered me to being a coach. So I, being a, a football coach of 33 years, basketball coach of 38 years, uh, loved uh, played all the sports. Loved working with young people. Used my basketball and football to kind of mold strong young men. I even coach girls softball. Really some.
0: cool. And,
3: and, and yeah, and ladies are more attentive and more, you know, uh, seem to be more committed and passionate than some many of the guys I coach. But um, so I had a successful career there. Had my got my 400th win last year. Um, things have gotten more difficult. Kids are more bratty, uh, less committed to working hard. I think they know more than me. And, uh, at the age of 16, 17, but I still love working with young people. I use my, my gym is, 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 uh, they said, coach, you should be a preacher. I said, I am a preacher, you mm-hmm. know, you know, so, uh, I'm a preacher, a teacher and just use that to touch young men and young ladies' lives, to be just productive, respectable, responsible young men and young ladies. So I'm sorry to take three days to say all that, but um, that's my life. I'm committed to that. Uh, just like I said, um, helping young men and young ladies just be successful, positive um, young people to be giving back to their community. I,
2: I just wanted to say, Coach missed out another important piece. He a, was a history teacher and a Dean of Discipline at a, a high school, a vocational high school. So uh, that's a key piece that uh, I think he comes Yeah, with.
0: definitely <laughs> a key piece. Oh, yeah, thanks, out. Rudy. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> that's a queen style. That's why I pay Rudy the big money that I pay him <laughs> to help, you know, yes. uh, add to what I forget. But yeah, history, love history, world history, U.S. history, and Black history. I um, taught in plenty of stimulating conversations in my classroom and Dean of Discipline Dealing with some pretty heavyweight situations, uh, uh, being in that position. So, yeah, Rudy, thanks so much for, for. I can't forget that part of my life. And I'm a filmmaker. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, <laughs> great.
0: Um, you you have so much experience under your belt, coach. Now, is it, isn't this your year where you retire from coaching? Thirty three years.
3: uh Oh. So you must have been talking to Rudy because Rudy's trying to get me to retire.
0: <laughs> Actually, I was talking to Malik.
3: Oh, oh, oh Malik? Oh, yeah. So well, Most I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure, Coach. Off, 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 off the coaching hot seat there. Um, you know, to be honest with you, Queen Star, uh something I talked with my family about who I've got a beautiful, lovely, supportive wife, Gladys, and my son, Tyreek, who coaches with me. And uh, and he's, he's an amazing young man. I'm blessed to have him. As my assistant coaches, I get ready to faint and fall. He's there to catch me. Um, mm. But I'm considering it very heavily. 90 percent sure that I'm going to be hanging up this year. I got a very good assistant coach, Isaac Miller, a brother from New York Queens, played D1 basketball. Passionate. He's ironically, he's a history teacher. So I think that um, you know, I, I'm gonna. I want to do a basketball camp Queenside, just to let you know. So if you got some skills,
0: uh, <laughs> come
3: on through. Cool. Uh, if you got any children, 9 to 15, I'm going to do a co-ed basketball camp next summer. And I'm going to put my time into that and try to help the community in that way and, and do a couple other little events and, and um, try to convince Rudy to to, to make me famous. <laughs> so, so.
0: Um, so Malik, uh, what would you consider the most challenging aspect of composing music for a film
1: like, This Ain't Normal. Um, From a creative standpoint, I want to say that it kind of goes back to that emotional thing. Mm -hmm. When we first started this, and Rudy, I don't know if you remember this conversation way back when we said, okay, this is an urban film kind of shot in in this kind of urban area, quote unquote, black area. But the music, we wanted the music to be Diverse. I don't know if you remember this conversation.
2: Uh, Malik, I, yeah. I can't remember a conversation five <laughs> minutes ago. No, no. I'm OK. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, well, do,
2: I do. I
1: do. I'm kidding. Well, no. For, for, no for, so for myself, I think the audience should be everyone, right? So we have people from our communities. We have people that work in our communities. We have people that are experiencing you know, what we're shooting in the communities. And we also have people that have no idea what's going on in our communities, right? So with diversity, I'm all about diversity with, you know, friendships, you know, everything. Like, and in, in music is that, like that universal language yeah. per se, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, with this particular project, um, un- unlike others, what this one in particular was that conversation really um, kind of set in. And so what I thought this film was going to sound like before I saw any, any footage, um, it, didn't, it didn't sound anything like what I thought. Right, So when I was working with the editor, um, Oriel Danielson, he was in New York and I I didn't know him personally, but we had some good conversations on the telephone. And I remember sending him like a folder of some music that I thought might work for the film. And then um, he ended up telling me, he was like, I don't think I'll be able to use any of this, right? Maybe like a couple of tracks. And and when you're working on a project or any kind of film project, a lot of times you might temp a film which is like temporary music that kind of goes in just to kind of um, cut to, the director can cut to, it kind of you know, kind of um, displays whatever emotion you're trying to get behind um, a certain scene. And then we kind of go back and forth on what potentially works, you know, tempos, things like that. Um, when I actually looked at the film, because at first I was like, oh shoot, you know, this isn't good, like this music isn't gonna work. But after I saw the footage, I was like, oh wow, like now I know why it doesn't work. So a lot of the music in the film was actually scored what they call scoring the picture because um, it's really an emotional thing as I was saying earlier, right? Mm-hmm. So everything like words have emotions, uh, visuals have emotions, and people don't really think about this outside of when you're watching a film and somebody's laughing or crying, right? right. So they, they feel the effect of that emotion. But when you're trying to create something, to kind of showcase what that is, or what the director might be trying to come uh, come across to the audience, mm-hmm. um, for me it was like super depressing mm-hmm. once I saw what was going on. Once I heard, especially a lot of the you know the the um, the, the B roll that didn't you know make the film. You know, because I think the first version I heard was that I saw was maybe two and a half hours or so, mm-hmm. um, and then different scenes that I that I saw, but. Um, watching the film and hearing what i thought again this is in my brain this is between me and god at this point so me saying wow you know i I don't know what that's going to sound like until i actually really think about it and start hearing something in my head and start playing it so a lot most of the film i'm watching the film on my computer and kind of playing along with a certain scene and then building it from there so from every low note to a higher note that's something that I'm visually looking at and playing in this case, like a, a keyboard, you know, or a synth um, or even my guitar or something like that, just to kind of get the, the structure of what I want to do. Um And then of course, with the other music contributors from the film, me asking them to, um, you know, send me certain ideas or things that I wanted. And part of that was just to try to be inclusive as well
3: mm-hmm.
1: and bring, people from different backgrounds into this project, which is another level of trying to share with people what's really going on with the message that we're trying to get out there.
3: Um,
2: So that's- So so Malik, can I tell two quick stories in terms of the music? Mm -hmm. If I can. So I just want to say one thing is when the editor put, there was this scene the editor put together of one of the areas, Warren Gardens was a transitional scene. Mm -hmm. And he put in what we call temp music. He put in music while he's editing, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, That that we know will not, you know, borrowed music. And I really liked it. And then Malik took it and he created a song called Tired. Because I was saying, wow, that other music is perfect. Mm -hmm. And when we put that song in, Tired, showing that the people in this community is tired, it was like just perfect. So that's what Malik, you know, as a composer and the folks he worked with. That's one story to tell, you know, how talented he is. And the other piece is, as he said, he, bring in, he brought in folks from different backgrounds, diverse group of musicians. Right. One of them being actually a former uh, person involved in gang activity. Yes. And did, was involved in like the theme song, Ray was his name.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And you can't, you know, that's the type of folks he bring, brought in, Diver- you know, diversity, and giving other musicians a chance to yes. work with him and create this music. So that's why I think this music transcends beyond. And it's so not just complimentary, but it enhances the film. So that's right. what I wanted to say. Yeah.
1: And, and so you know, as a producer and being able to kind of share with other people, again, that haven't had any cuts or haven't had a, a music in any projects, um, the same thing will happen with Push, Madison versus Madison, where it's an opportunity for me to actually extend, um, you know, it, extending this opportunity for them to have their work in this project, which hopefully is a foundation for them to go off and get other work. So now they have something on their resume. Most of us, you know, we all, we get along well, we've worked together or at least, you know, shared creative ideas together. So to me, that's kind of a big deal. You know, I didn't really grow up with that opportunity at all. Right. So, I um, mean, as I was saying, my daughter, it's like I saw something in my daughter and some people could say, oh, well, that's your daughter. But I look at it and say, well, no, you got to check out what she did. Mm-hmm. You know? And that's how she ended up in Push initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was talking to Arthur, who was one of the, um, the rappers on, on the theme song. Right. I, I remember that day. I was like, dude, I was showing him the video because he hadn't seen my daughter in a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, look at this. And then as he and I started looking at it, he was like, dude, that's crazy. We got to do this, you know? And I was like, wow, I guess that does really fit. I don't know if I want the director to know because it's my daughter, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it. I I actually submitted music without telling anyone who did it. Kind of purposely, not like, you know, Rudy or Coach would have an issue. It was just me kind of like, you know, making fun, you know, kind of making light of it, I should say. Mm -hmm. But I thought it was so cool. I was like, wait till they find out that my five-year-old daughter actually wrote this and I got it on video you know so it's it's kind of it's cool for me because i was really old a lot older but by, by the time so it gave me an opportunity to teach her about you know, songwriting about publishing and intellectual property and all those things even at a really young age where she didn't get it and like i said she just worked on an ad campaign with me you know last week where she sang on a, on a yeah. now she's 15 you know So I'm like, you know, honey, do you realize what you just did? You just did your first campaign, you know, like a paid gig. So to me, that's what it's all about. And that's the mentorship that I try to extend to to everyone in my life, especially younger people from our communities. Because, you know, I consider myself lucky to have the network that I have. I'm lucky to work with Create a Buzz family and Rudy and Coach. And and this is all very personal to us. And Mm -hmm. the film is personal to
0: us. It is. And speaking of the film, I want to just get into it. I I had an opportunity to sit down and watch it from top to end to beginning. And and it was just like amazing to me because I was just thinking how closely related that the Chicago inner youth is related to the Boston inner youth. However, there are a lot of differences too. Like there, I didn't know there were more, Gangs in Boston than they were Chicago. I had no idea. Um, I didn't know how they kind of you know set the rules, the street code down for the people who are a part of that neighborhood and then people who aren't a part of that neighborhood. Now always growing up in Chicago, I would step into an unknown area and god during that time it's like hmm, kind of like early 2000s 90s i'm still good at being a female because during that time the gang affiliation they weren't just going around shooting people randomly like they are now you know there there's certain there you have to respect what's going on if you're not going to respect what's going on when you step into somebody else's territory then that's all bad for you yeah so watching this film looking at looking at the street life through the eyes of the Boston's youth made me re- have more respect for even more individuals of different backgrounds because not only am I looking at respect through their eyes, I'm looking at respect through the eyes of others who wish to help them. Right. And right. making a change is so important and we need that in all of the inner cities you know, especially Chicago, especially LA. Oh my gosh, in the height of everything that's going on, to me, mm. for me, this film is right on time. Mm. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for saying that. Yeah, a lot of the stories that's in, that we tell in Boston resonates to young people all over the country, and I think all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, wherever there's uh, disparity and equality, you find that lack of resources. So we find that even though we are filmmakers and telling stories in Boston, it's like a microcosm of the entire world almost. So we found that even though there are certain things uh, that may be specific to Boston, right. there are a lot of things, there's a lot of commonalities in this mm-hmm. story in terms of these young men, uh, the fact that they didn't have much opportunities, the dysfunction maybe in their families, mm-hmm. you know, all these things, education, all these things that we see today because of systemic you know, racism, a manifestation of such, yes. is why this is happening in, in Chicago, mm-hmm. Los Angeles, Boston, Detroit. So even though Boston is smaller, a lot of the things still apply across yeah. the board. I agree. And, and we need to do something.
0: Something. To be able to
2: give these resources, and, and in our film, I think we say what some of those uh, solutions are. And it's not easy, it's complicated, mm-hmm. but we're losing a whole generation of, of people of, of, of people who could be contributing to our society yes. and find that when we put in the time and effort mm-hmm. to say, hey, you're worth something.
0: That's right. You
2: know, you're a human being, which yes. is what happened with Miss George Floyd. People looked at it and said, it's as if he's subhuman. And then they begin to say, Wow, that's how black people are treated.
0: Exactly. And it's it's so sad to see. That, that the you know the people of the community are treated like this because that's, to me, that's what's not normal. It's, it's not normal for you to wake up every day and have to look over your shoulder or yeah. wonder what, am I gonna live today? Or I'm gonna get shot up today. That's what I got from the film because yeah. I, I really believe these young people wake up every day in that state of mind.
2: Yeah, they And do. you
0: can't live in a state of fear. You, you just can't let that hold you back from your true potential. There's a reason why you're in the place you're at now. You have to find yourself and then the resources have to, you know, be given to you. then, you know, that's their trust factor. I I was going to ask you guys, how, how did you break the ice with these guys? Like, I mean, they're street guys, you know, they're very smart, intellectual. They know what's up. How did you get there to like, say, Hey, you know, I'm here to help you without them looking at you like, you the feds?
2: Yeah. Yeah. i yeah, I'll let Coach, you know, address the first part of it in terms of his relationship just in the city and knowing people, mm-hmm. and the fact that we went to this organization, Street Safe, and Coach knew knew those folks. Coach, you want to talk about that aspect, and I could talk to the other.
3: Yeah, great. Uh, um, and it's great listening to you guys in terms of, and let me just say, Queen Star, you know, the sad irony or the reality of this. And just touching and, and piggyback off what you guys just said, and then I'll touch on, you know, the, the, the relationship and, and the whole uh Rudy and Malik and I uh, thinking that we had to do this movie to get the word out, to open eyes and educate folks. But, you know, what's sad is cause I'm a lot older than you guys, you know, and this, as we know, because all of you guys are educated, this is not by accident, it's by design, you know, from the first slave ship. And I told you my background is history. So, you know, from them, the, the first the slavers first didn't realize that they had to separate the slaves because at first they all spoke the same language and they were able to have mutinies and and, 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 and um uh rebel and take over the ships and of course you know, not knowing where they were sailing, end up sailing where, to the, the Caribbean islands, to South America and, and the Virgin Islands. And that's how, you know, we, we, we ended up there. But, you know, to, to, to give a quick history lesson on that. And then the whole realizing, oh, we got to split these slaves up so they can't communicate and, and can't, you know, uh, escape and so on and so on. So then, uh, so the house slave, the field slave, and to this point, you know, we got the, you know, real true brothers and sisters, and we got Uncle Tom, and yeah. Skinning and Grinning. Uh, mm. You know, uh, uh, I got to suck up and, and be accepted by, you know, the white establishment. And so not only do we have to deal with the obstacles in the institutional racism and sexism and classism that exist in America that are embedded, but also we have to deal with our own people who are selling out and who are, you know, uh, 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 black police officers who are brutalizing and, and and killing our own that look just like them and and locking them up and 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 uh, you know DAs and prosecutors and judges who are who who instead of giving you know uh, uh, AJ and, and Juju and, and and Shalika and Jasmine a second and third chance, no, they give them you know unbelievable ridiculous mm-hmm. you know uh, uh, time, mm-hmm. and this is problem. We, Rudy and I, and Malik, we went to East Harlem and did a screening in East Harlem. Oh. And as I mentioned to them, I said, "Listen, this is a Chicago problem, Compton problem, New York problem, oh, hey. problem, uh, uh, New, New Jersey. It's a black urban community problem. Mm-hmm. And 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 we again have to come together as a people, and we again have to overcome all the obstacles that are continually with from inferior education to." You know, that whole uh, uh, racism, sexism, and and lack of equal opportunity and economic, you know, uh, uh, opportunity and, and, and inequities and so on and so on. So I just want to share with that 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 we have a long way to go, uh, but we're getting, we're, we're moving in the right direction. It just ain't fast enough. You know, once we get rid of all them old FUD-DUD uh, power-tripping racist uh, 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 classes, folks, and we put the people in there that are gonna care about all people, right. all God's children, yes. and people that are qualified and deserving of positions, okay, th- that are gonna do right and be fair, then things will change. So so that's the thing there. I just wanted to touch on that. Um, and then to speak on, like Rudy was saying, you, the question you asked, as to how were we able to uh uh get to the young folks. Yes. And and um and basically there were many young men as Rudy would tell you that did not want to uh uh they didn't know who we were and then they didn't you know want to tell their story. They they, they didn't know whether we were police or undercover and then and then there were people that didn't want to tell the story. Then there were many who did. And that's what our whole goal was, Malik and, and Rudy and I, was to be, let these young men tell their story. So many talented, gifted young men yes. that are not being given a fair chance, fair opportunity. Some need mental health support. Some mm-hmm. need skill training programs. Some just have fair education, need an education. Some just need a second chance. Yeah. So we felt that if we could tell the story and get the word out mm-hmm. and show white America, show the, the, the school system, show the police department, uh, show parents show show uh, uh 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 the the politicians that that you all ain't uh, not getting the job done you all ain't doing right uh, by these young men and yeah. young ladies because there's young ladies that are involved in gang activity too and yeah. there's young there's female gangs yeah. and, and, and there's a lot of people that don't know that so we were able to let these guys know that we care about you we want you to understand there is hope and in order for us to 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 let the, the world in, in, in Boston and in Chicago and LA and all of them know this problem exists because there's so many Queen uh, Star that think, oh, everything's great. Oh, that's just an isolated situation. No, mm-hmm, it ain't, mm-hmm. okay. It's a way of life for black folk and brown there folk. So, yeah, if, I,
2: if I could interject, Coach. So so just to go back to your question that Coach was uh, you know alluding to, Mm-hmm. They didn't trust us. We couldn't just go in there. Mm-hmm. So coach had a relationship with the street mm-hmm. workers and the people who work for Street Safe. And by him having that relationship, they allowed us to go in and be able to speak to them. So I really thought the, the documentary was going to be about the Street Safe staff and the people who work with these young right. men. So they work with the 20 of the most dangerous young men, gangs in Boston. Mm-hmm. So what happened is when we... You know, as I said, I embedded myself with the guys. We went out and we started meeting with the young men. They took me out to these young men. Because the young men had a relationship with the street workers for Mm -hmm. years, Mm -hmm. and the street workers took us in, that's how they were able to say, these guys are good. They're trying to do something good. And that's the only reason those young men said, okay, because of the relationship we have with you guys, we will trust them. That's the only way. If we had gone in, myself, coach, whomever, they would not have spoken to us. But it's only because of the relationships with the street workers and the trust that they had built up that they were able to then say, okay. And then they, as Coach said, then they wanted, some of them wanted to tell their story. And they, you know, no one wanted to really ask them about what, you know, life they lived or anything. Let them kill each other. But here we were actually looking to get, you know, to actually find out what led them to this. And that's what the film In Queen movie.
3: style. Yes. You believe, and you probably would, uh, some of the young men and individuals that Rudy and I uh, uh, interviewed and stuff were yes. some of my former students, were wow. <laughs> some of my former players. Mm. And, and the, do you remember the young man, Brandon, that was talking to the, 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 the program coordinator? And he was saying how he was avoiding the, the the guy at the job who who would come in high and start talking trash, and finally he had to what knock him knock out. Him in
0: his mouth. He yeah,
3: and right. wake him up. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, "Dang!"
0: I knocked
3: him out, and I woke him up. Yep. And I oh, so that young man it was part of my pop Warner program, and then there was a other young man Angelo who was sitting in the barber's chair saying about how many gangs were in the in the area. Yeah. That was one of my former basketball players. Wow. And so there was the Darnell, the one with the braids uh, it, that was interviewing Brandon. He played for me too. Right. So it's crazy. And a lot of these young men, they did not want to break my heart and let me know that they was involved in gangs. They're living a double life. You know, I can't let uh, Coach down. But like Rudy said, once the guys gave the okay that these dudes are cool, they want to get your story out there, that's when a lot of the obstacles were broken down and they felt comfortable with us and then you know once we had some just sit out conversations with them and let them know that we we were from Roxbury too dude and, <laughs> and we don't come from Beverly Hills or, mm. or you know we and, don't ride around Rose we weren't we weren't
2: there to exploit them like other documentarians exactly. Even documentaries on in Chicago and so on I've seen they're mm-hmm. just there to exploit, and once they put a camera to these young men, if they're mm-hmm. together, then they're going to brandish their guns and the bravado. That's not what we were looking for. We wanted to get underneath and get individual stories. So that's what's different, I think.
0: Yeah, that's what I liked about the whole documentary. You you went beyond just scratching the surface with these young men, and that was so important because there were so many hidden gems in this film, like um, I'll just say one off the top. I really enjoyed Joe's story. Joe was the one that had the anger management problem, you know, stay in and out of the system. And so somebody finally asked him, like, what what are you doing? Why do you keep making these same mistakes? Yeah. He just yelled, I'm angry. Yeah. I understood that.
2: Yeah, he's found somebody who cared about him. Yeah. Omira.
1: And I
0: yes. think
2: that, that was the difference. A lot of these young men don't have that, other than their buddies, right? Who they're mm-hmm. in the gangs with. They're the brotherhood, right? They're the ones who care about him. In that case, the only thing that happened, he had a couple of people, Napoleon, when he was uh, incarcerated, and Omira. And I think that's the difference and people love
3: that story. And the Queen that's nationwide, that's urban-wide, that's every inner city unfortunately, it's something plaguing us as a race, that we don't have enough positive male role models for these young brothers and sisters. Because, you, you know, these young brothers need tough love. Uh, I don't know if you have any brothers. I do.
0: I do. And I just told my mother, you need to give him tough love. You can't give him tough love, he's not going to be any good for the society, period. I don't care how smart he is. I don't care how strong he is. He's not going to be any good without tough love love and
3: it has to come from you yeah but see here's the problem with that your lovely mother she can buy him jordan's or lebron sneak 200 150 dollars sneakers she'll take him to the game or come watch his game and she'll you know uh cooking that great meal and and she'll be that doting mother that all mothers most mothers are mm-hmm. but the problem is just like if you were my daughter uh you know I, you know, I'm going to love you. I'm going to give you money to get your hair done. I'm going to buy you that bad outfit, (laughs) popping outfit. But again, uh, a a father can't show a lady and can't talk lady talk and give her all the ins and outs of being a lady and watch out for all them slick player, player dudes. And a a, uh, mother can't uh, show a son how to be a man and how to deal with, you know, uh, what it takes to be a man you know that's and to be a provider and 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 that you know they're gonna watch out for the 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 straps that they have set up out there for you that that I can tell my I have a son so so yeah I, I applaud you single mothers that that are out there trying to wear two hats, but it no God made a, a man and woman in this yeah. a reason why
0: that's true. That is so true. You do need special attention from both parents. And that's another thing I noticed in the film too, because the reason why I related to them so well is because yeah, I grew up in Chicago, blah, but also because I grew up without my father either. So imagine, I can imagine a young man growing up without their father, no sense Mm. of direction. And doing all that she can just to stay alive and keep them alive too, put food on the table. You know, um, I really like the Quan's story too, you know, mm. with Pumpkin, the mom. I mean, she was Pumpkin, that, that's pumpkin. his mom. Yeah, like, yeah. she's one.
2: real. She's real,
0: she's real, real, real. And I love her, like, yeah. just because she real.
2: Yep, I, I love her, too. her Yeah. So you can tell yeah. she cares about all her boys, you know? Yes. She's trying the best she can, like, like Coach yes. said. She's a single parent, and she didn't have that growing up. She had to survive. You know she's really trying her best. Mm-hmm. You know nobody taught her, so she's trying her best, and um, I applaud her for it. Me too. Yeah. Me too.
0: Kudos for real.
3: You sisters are bad, okay? And and that's the, see we know it. So a lot of brothers don't know it. White America knows it, <laughs> and that's why they' messing with you sisters. Yeah. Okay. But we can't do it without y'all, and and them brothers. You saw the Norfolk. Greenwood gang, which uh, remember the there was about fifteen of them on the on the steps, and it was a young man member with with the blue hat top yes. in front of his face, which he had a he had a, a pistol on under the hat. By the way, um, oh yeah, yeah, because you know he again you know, protecting it. You never know when the drive by is coming through. So as as Rudy and and, and we're uh, filming, he you know you notice everybody's always looking left, looking right. Yeah, uh, I saw that. Yeah. But you notice their same theme and story was only two of them out of all that group <laughs> knew their fathers <laughs> and had fathers yeah. in their life. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just, shared them, in a, a, a and s- they shared it. You see, you really watched the film. Yeah, I, I did because I, I related.
0: <laughs> yeah, all that. Yeah, yes. no, no,
2: yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, mm-hmm. as Coach said, you know, two, you know, twenty guys and two dads, you know, trying to look out for them. Yeah. You know, because their fathers incarcerated. Mm-hmm. Got, you know. Mm -hmm. what have you. So that's uh, pretty heavy. And one of those young men got murdered a month ago. That's in that scene with the braids. So we've been in contact with his aunts. It's pretty tragic.
0: Sorry.
1: Rudy, I was just going to make a comment on Pumpkin because you're talking about Pumpkin and you mentioned Tired. So part of what happened with Tired was looking at Pumpkin's story and looking at visually and as well as what she could possibly be going through on a daily basis. And trying, it was more of a plea, you know? It's like a cry out, like, you yeah. realize how tired this woman is, right? Mm. She, she looks tired, her situation is tired, you know, because we use the word tired, you know, from a street mm. term, right? Right. Of, you know, this person's tired, right? Oh, they tired, that, that kind of thing. Yes. So that's what I, we were really trying to get across by even using that word you know, in writing the song and the music sounding the way it did, it's like, come on, enough is enough. Like, you know, yeah. how long does this yeah. woman have
2: to deal with this? As a as a black as a black race, we're tired. We're enough is yeah. enough, as you say. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: Um, we're angry too. <laughs> I'm pretty angry. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Me too. Yeah. You guys, um, we're gonna wrap things up here, but I want you to tell everybody, um, Rudy, can you can tell people where they can purchase this film to watch. Oh, Who was that?
2: Rudy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So so we've been fortunate enough. After a year and a half, myself and Dennis Malik searching, we got a distributor, even though we had a track record by having another film go national. So Mm -hmm. our distributor was great. They went out there. So now it's on all these platforms. So let's see. It's uh if I miss anything, let me know. It's on Google Play, it's on Voodoo, it's on iTunes, soon to be on Amazon, it's on uh YouTube movies. The great thing also, it's on Verizon Fios cable. So if you have that, you get it direct TV. Uh this ain't normal. You just uh uh type in this ain't normal and you'll find the film. It's on Dish TV, um, it's on DVD at Walmart online, it's uh Wow, I never have been a good salesperson. But yeah if, you want to, yeah, if you want to see this film, it's on so many platforms. And then, you know, Create a Buzz uh, doc Films. We have a Facebook page, so you can find information there. And we have a website of the same name, Create a Buzz with a K. So yes.
3: remember that.
2: But it's on, you know, it, the more you guys go out, we're an independent film company, so we don't have an advertising budget like Warner Brothers and all those guys. But we can we can make... You know, we can make noise as a people, as a community, because when folks see the film, they have such a better understanding, especially today, when folks are looking to have that difficult conversation.
0: I totally agree. Um, You guys, make sure you check out this film, This Ain't Normal, because uh, it's one of the highest playing films on Voodoo. If you have Voodoo, you're familiar with that. Um, But you can also type in, just go straight to YouTube, put in This Ain't Normal, and rent it. Just all you have to do is rent it, and you're good, or you want to buy it. It's something to have in your collection. I'll say that. It's something you want to keep as for history documentation. I'm telling you, this is 2020, a beginning of a new era. So, yes. So, um, thank you guys so much, Dennis, Malik, and Rudy, for coming on today's show. I really, really appreciate it. I had a great time talking thank to you. you.
3: Thank you, Chicago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you. Let me just say Queen Star, right? Yes. I had the opportunity to visit Chicago four times. Beautiful city in the summer, but I wouldn't want to be there in the winter. <laughs> Amen. I'm, I, yes,
0: I concur yeah. on that, oh, on that man. note.
3: You know, because we got some hawk up in Boston. <laughs> you got you all got the Almighty Hawk, like like my boy Lou Rawls used to say, Mr. Wynn, the Almighty Hawk. <laughs> listen, I want to thank you and Malik. You. Uh, Malik for making it happen and you for uh you seem like a sweet sister. Uh and good luck with your career. How long you been doing this real quick? How long you been doing this?
0: I have been this is my ninth month.
3: Oh, gee. Yeah. You're a rookie girl. Ninth. Rookie.
0: Definitely, definitely a rookie. Proud of it.
3: But you know what? You, I couldn't tell. Me and Rudy have done, a, and Malik have done a lot of these things. So uh, you did an excellent job for nine months, and you're only going to get better because as you, Rudy had to school me. We used to have a sports show. Rudy had to school me because, as you can see, I'm a man of very few words. So Rudy, <laughs> had, to, <laughs> Rudy had to school me on, Coach. shorter the questions so people could give longer answers. We're so running listen, out of time, Coach. <laughs>
2: We're right out of time. That oh, yes, we later.
3: are. I'm sorry, Queen uh, Star. Thank you, dear. And and hope to meet you someday. But keep promoting our film. Good luck with your career. And stay the beautiful lady you are.
0: Thank you, Dennis. I appreciate you, Coach. And thank yeah. you, Malik, again. And thank you, Rudy.
3: And yeah, see you, you guys most
0: next welcome. time. All Hopefully right. we'll Sounds see each kidding. other. Yes.
2: Peace. Sounds good. Take care.
0: Thank yeah. you. Bye. you. Bye. <laughs> Thinking back to a time, driving down Lectra Drive, blowing light in the wind, Sonic Boom, hit your ear, breathing in that good Enzo, Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride, Windy City, hitting the shot. Thinking back to a time, driving down electro Drive, blowing light in the wind, Sonic Boom, hit your ear, breathing in that good Enzo, Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride, Windy City, hitting the shot. Driving down the Dan Ryan, reminiscing. About the times I was with my mama Stranded in the Great Park Avenue Stranded miles away from home No wind and helping hand Could be reached No one on the other end Winning three-piece Eating three-piece Harold's chicken With mouth sauce on the side slides down Michigan Life's so sweet hun, it's wild and free All the time But working freely through the scene Oh my God, I'm so shy taste so thoughts run my mind I'm so fine I'm so high Natural average Ratio, I'm just here to steal the show Magic tricks fill the air Windy city, the trees Hidden talents everywhere Shout out to Southside Prep And U5U, C-S-U, CTA. Thank you for riding through For all them tracks you helped me through Born and raised, Southside brain Rosalind, Concrete Wow. Nigga, you know I'm on my way. Ayy, thinking back to a time driving down Lakeshore Drive, blowing light in the wind. Sonic boom, hit your ear, breathing in that good enzo. Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting the shot. Thinking back to a time driving down Lakeshore Drive, blowing light in the wind. Sonic boom, hit your ear, breathing in that good enzo. Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride.
2: Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen, White Castle's Harold's
1: Chicken. Still call it Sears Tower. Picture like Polaroid. Solar Voids. Control your boys, Older noise. I told your boys, we like ATL alien, Georgia humanoids. From out of older boy. No granola soy. Motorola toy to my ear. Record a whole life Floyd. Sip Coca-Cola
3: boy. mix with Crown Royal and OE in Illinois. Illinois, feel the voice. Need a voice. Road trip down 57 to the damn Ryan going so fast I'm Peter Pan flying running to the money better yet the pesos be up all night
1: like the old school space ghost I could take it way back like homie don't play that Bumping and twist the overdose in a wrapped away cap in the back of class
0: out riding those that can't rap quiet boy windy city Memphis Ray Stay back thinking back to a time driving down Lakeshore Drive blowing light. in in the wind, Sonic boom, hit your ear, breathing in that good end Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting the shot. Thinking back to a time, driving down, winter drive, blowing light in the wind. Sonic boom, hit your ear, breathing in that good enzo. Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting the shot.